Welcome to our bonus podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I have three friends with me. Okay, Crystal, you start. I'm Crystal. I'm the women's pastor here at Northview Church. That's me. Okay. I'm Kendra, an immersed intern here at Northview. And I'm Sarah. I'm an immersed intern as well. So we have a really interesting podcast today. Three of these ladies went to the Beth Moore Conference this past weekend. Um... And so they're going to tell us about this conference through a grid that Crystal and her team have developed. It's called our discernment grid, right? Is that correct, Crystal? And if you want to go and download this first and then follow along, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, it might help you figure out what we're doing and where Mm -hmm. we're going if you have it printed out. So if you go onto the Northview page and then go under uh, Women's Ministry and then Resources, uh, you'll see the discernment grid there and there's a link to download it. And if you've been listening to the podcast before... I believe that Thalia and Crystal had a podcast on the discernment grid about how to use it and why it was developed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you the basic breakdown of this discernment grid, and then you'll be able to follow along a little bit better. So the first one is basic identification of what we're talking about. The second one is first impressions. Then the part three is digging deeper. That continues on for a couple pages. And then there's part four, which is responding. So we're going to go through all of this. And see what you think as you follow along. Yeah, so the point of this grid was to help us discern how trustworthy a speaker or an author or a book is. And so that's why we put it together. Some questions to ask as we listen to things, as we read books. And so we thought, well, here's a good time to actually apply it into a real live thing that we all were at. So that's what the purpose of it is. Yeah, I really liked filling it out. It helped me organize my notes and I got distracted on her biography. <laughs> Found so out all kinds of interesting yeah. tidbits. Yeah, totally. So this is for men and women. Yeah. It's not just for women only. And it is for articles, blogs, books, resources of any kind. You can apply this. We just thought this was a good opportunity. Yeah. So first of all, before we even get into the discernment grid, tell us a little bit about why you went, who you went with, some of your highlights. So I knew a bunch of people at North who were going. Um, I just kind of bought a ticket and then thought, well, I'll join up with somebody somewhere along the way. And I just had to laugh because there's a few times I was walking by myself at the event and people were so horrified that I was there by myself. <laughs> they thought I was, I don't know, so lonely <laughs> and they felt all bad for me. But I was there um, because it's an important thing as a women's pastor to know what conferences are in our town, to mm-hmm. get a chance to hear her in person was an opportunity that I haven't had before because yep. I've seen some of her videos and seen her online teaching, but hadn't actually seen her in person. So yeah. that's why I went. Mm-hmm. And for me, my mom's community group ladies were, um, they had all decided to go together and they had invited if I wanted to come. So that was a really fun opportunity to mm-hmm. join them. But another thing, just being an immersed intern in women's ministry, I've in the past, I've done Bethmore Bible studies, and like Crystal, it's just a great opportunity to go and see her live and be part of something that's happening in this city that a lot of women who go to church mm-hmm. are being exposed to. And so I wanted to be in the know and experience it, not just hear about it afterhand. Yeah. Let me just break in a second and just mm-hmm. describe what an immerse intern is, if you don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's good a term idea. we use around here to describe students who are doing their Masters of Divinity while they are working at Northview. So that's John Mulder, Kendra, and Sarah that you're hearing from today. And they're doing coursework and working in the church at the same time. Yeah, so that's kind of why I decided to go to the Beth Moore Conference. One of our assignments is doing a paper in response to a a Christian conference, whether it's a 
controversial one. I know, really good, right? Uh I could also do it on the upcoming apologetics conference. It could really be anything. But I'm like, hey, this is coming to Abbotsford. I'm going to know a bunch of people. It'll be fun. So a couple days before it actually was going on, then some friends and I were texting and we decided to carpool together. And so I, I was sitting with a group, most of them all from Northview. So it was the a Friday night, Saturday. Um, a lot of people love the fact, and I did too, that it was done at noon on Saturday. Yeah. So it felt like it didn't take up the whole day, but yes. it was still a good chunk of time, about six, seven hours, I guess, altogether between the two different times, the Friday yeah. night and Saturday. Yeah. And just as a side note, um, my daughter Ava is at Trinity Western University this year, and she mm. went to chapel on mm. Friday. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, who yeah. was the guest speaker? Beth Moore was Beth speaking. Beth Moore. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's right. I yeah. know. And yeah. so a lot of the moms of the students were really jealous that they didn't get a chance to be at the chapel because it was for the students only. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, pretty cool. really neat. Yeah, she mentioned that in her talk and how honored she was to have these uh, university kids pray over her. Yeah. Like she just mm-hmm. said, I just kept wondering, like, what are they going to each do with their lives? And, yeah. yeah, it was neat. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. So as part of this first part, the basic identification, why don't the three of you tell us a little bit about what you discovered, about what she said about herself, what you've discovered online, a little bit more about maybe who endorses her, things like that. So in terms of her main endorsement, I guess, I think the reason she's kind of risen to the platform she has is because of Lifeway Publishing. Like, so she's become kind of their Bible study reader, and they've done a lot of the work in terms of getting her um, online and getting her, um, like, they're the ones that kind of come behind her, right, in terms Uh of doing the Living Proof Live simulcast and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's basically a publishing house that's been her main endorsement that's kind of brought her into that that Mm -hmm. setting because of the work that she was doing already in her own church. She has a lot of books. She has actually video series, Bible studies. She's on TV regularly. She's on the radio regularly. Mm -hmm. She's been an evangelical preacher, teacher for years. Yeah, like Wikipedia says kind of 1978 is kind of when she broke onto the scene. So that's a long time. That's almost 40 years. She's going to be 60 in June. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was surprised to learn, I just did some research because that's part of the discernment grid to do research on the person, just so you know the more. She has a BA in political science and then an honorary doctorate from another university. Mm-hmm. So she never did the master's work herself, but she's kind of been given that degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's connected to the Southern Baptist denomination and um, is very committed to her local church, always has been. She's very supportive of, of that. And you said that she even has the conference end at a certain time so she can get back home and be plugged into her local church. Yeah, I was initially surprised that the conference was over at 12.15 on Saturday, and, yeah. and somebody said to me, well, that's so she can get home to teach her Sunday school yeah, class. It gives wow. her that travel time yeah. to get back there. Yeah. 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 She's always committed to being back and yeah. being part of her church, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. And so where is her home church? In Houston, Texas. Okay. And I think that's just another endorsement that, yes, she has the publishing company behind her, but she's really never not served in her church. Right. And yeah. she values the local church a lot. One of her um, mission statements that I read on her website said that, her mission is to teach women how to love and live on God's word. Oh, that's good. And so that's a really, I think, the grounding force yeah. um, in a lot of what she's involved in. So is there it, any other pieces you want to add to the basic identification of who she is and about her? Well, I think it's important for people to know that there is controversy about her. Just okay. so you're not surprised about it. If you go online and see people, do call, there's people that call her a false teacher. Mm-hmm. There's people that raise all kinds of red flags about her. The main... Um, Things that they would raise that I saw, you could maybe jump in other ones, but the main things that they would say is, um, she talks a lot about God said to me and kind of the personal words of revelation. So people don't like that or get a little bit leery about that kind of contemplative prayer approach that she has. 
Um, the second thing, which I think is absolutely ridiculous, they complain about the fact that she teaches to men. And I was trying to think, well, why? Like, there's maybe five men that I saw at the conference, and they just came in dragged like, in by yeah, their like 3,000 women. Thought, those poor 4, brave men that came in there. Yeah. Um, but the thing that they said is, because she teaches on TV, and so men watch it. I thought, well, she can't, conf- she can't control. control who watches her TV no. show. Like, that's a ridiculous yeah. thing to level against her. Because her ministry has always been two women, mm-hmm. four women. Uh, so that was, I think that's a silly one. Um, the third one is just a little bit about her method, about how she walks through scripture passages. We might talk about that a little bit later, but those are the three main things that kind of come up when you Google her name in terms of people that aren't her biggest fans. Mm. She's generally positively endorsed by yeah. the North American evangelical yeah. culture Yeah, as a solid Bible teacher. Yeah. But don't be totally rocked if you do yeah. come across other reviews, because people have come to me and been freaked out about this. Like, do you guys know this? And I'm like, right. yeah, I know that that's part of the mixed And there's also stuff that online have. that's not true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she's very aware. Like she said through, several times throughout the conference, I know I, my critics don't like this, or I know, and she has, yeah. has responded to people in newspaper articles, or like I've seen in Christianity Today, where she's mm-hmm. responded to some other things. So... Anybody who steps up to ministry is going to have a level of critique. Like yeah. our own pastors have that. We have mm-hmm. that. Like it's yep. just you step out in front and there's going to be people that like you and don't like you. So you open your mouth, you're opening yourself up to that. Yeah. yeah. So if someone needed to run away from this podcast right now, they need to turn it off just to be clear. And they came to you, Crystal, and said, a few of us would like to do a Beth Moore study together. Would you shut it down? No. Okay. So you might have a few bits of conversation about that, but you would endorse her that way. Yeah, I think generally she gets people in the word. She has been inspiring to many people, mm-hmm. getting them in the word. And she has been a real pioneer for women's ministry in the yeah. sense that she started getting people excited about this when there wasn't a lot. Like it was yeah. basically Kay Arthur and Beth Moore, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They were the only big voices pushing this. And so she's really been inspirational for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. To, to, to get into your Bible. We had to people open like Elizabeth yeah. Elliott yeah. and Corey Ten Boom that we could be encouraged by. Yeah. Yes. But, but in these, terms of, these women taught us how to study our Bibles. Yeah, how to read different it, methods. To yeah. learn to love it and to demonstrate that that love of God's word when it gets in you. Like yeah. It's very evident um, okay. when she's teaching just her scripture memorization. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people continue on with this podcast and we go to part two, which is first impressions. So from all of you, what is your first impression of the prominence of scripture in her conference, in this resource? So my thought was, you can tell that she loves scripture. Like you can tell she quoted large sections of Ephesians and of Colossians and of other passages. You can tell she has taken the time to memorize it, to have it become part of her soul spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. talked about it being the what washes her mind, right? So yeah. I yeah. think yeah. in terms of her commitment to scripture, It is very high, and she puts a lot of us in the dust in terms of her memorization and her commitment. Mm -hmm. So uh, my only critique or my only kind of caveat on that would be, I think, in the the teaching itself, uh, it was primarily her own stories, and then scripture passages were brought up. But I think when you go to a weekend service here, like Jeff will preach on the story of Zacchaeus, which he did this last weekend, and it's basically the the prominence is the story, right? And you bring in pieces to add to it. It felt a little bit flipped. You mean prominence is scripture. It's, it's scripture, scripture story. And you, you bring, bring in, in a few pieces just to illustrate the actual scripture yeah. passage. So this mm-hmm. felt a little bit flipped. Right. Like the prominence was her, her stories and then the scripture to uh, was add brought and into supplement. It, add to it. And yeah. So it was okay. just a little bit of an emphasis shift. 
But okay. in terms of her commitment to scripture, you can tell it's there for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the translations of the scripture? Yeah, so she used good translations. She used the Net Bible, the NIV. She used different translations, but they were all what we would consider would be good and faithful translations. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The general tone of the talk? Well, if I was to summarize for some people that I got feedback from what they thought it was about, they felt it was very empowering to women. Hmm. But through having their identity in Christ. Um, So my first impression was a little bit cautious because I was expecting it to be a bit more like her Bible study videos. And it it had these really encouraging and um, motivational kind of points to it. And and yeah, her the general tone was a little bit more towards like you go women and in, in the word of God and who mm-hmm. you are in Christ, um, do what he's called you to do, but very much towards women. Mm-hmm. And you went in though with an expectation thinking it would be like a Bible study. I did. And then yeah. when you were there, you're discovering, oh, this is a this conference. Is this is a little bit different than a Bible study. Okay. Yeah. And so going in, I think if you had thought, oh, this is a conference, that's not a Bible study style. Well, I've been to the conferences that were a Bible study style. Okay. So I don't think we have to be one or the other. Yeah, be one right. or the other. It yep. was just different. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. In terms of like in our grid, we have like what's her attitude towards the church and what's yep. her attitude towards God. Like mm-hmm. I would say like thumbs up, high five. Like yeah. we've talked about her mm-hmm. attitude towards the church. Like she supports the local church. Yeah. After the event, she sent out like her Lifeway, sent yeah. out an email to everyone who participated, tell, told them about Bible studies that were in the local church. Like yeah. she's all about taking people from this event and plugging them in. It's yeah. not about creating her own disciple pool, right? Yeah. yeah. She doesn't come in here thinking she needs to yeah. fix the Christians in the lower mainland. No. She's coming in to walk alongside Inspire us. Inspire and encourage. Yeah. And, and and it is inspiring. It's like a springboard from here. Take it and go get plugged into a Bible study and take it and go yeah. go further with it. She kept saying, check check out what I'm teaching. Go, go search the scriptures yourself. And so I don't think there's this idea. This is the, a one-off, only isolated thing. Yeah, right. It's it's a one event that's meant to have ripple effects. Yeah. What about centrality mm-hmm. of the gospel? That's listed on here too. Yeah, I thought that was great. Like she did not at all back down on the fact that we need to repent mm-hmm. of sin, come to Jesus. That, that is a freeing thing. Like that that is a necessary step, but that it's a joyous step, right? Because it brings us into that right relationship with God. She really was not about to compromise on any of those pieces about the mm-hmm. fact that we are here on earth as eternal beings and we have a future in either heaven or hell. And like the gospel was very much part and she was responding. She was clear a couple of times because she was inspiring us to, to work hard for the gospel. She was mm-hmm. very good at continually clarifying the fact that doesn't mean we're saved by our works. Like right. Jesus has done this for us. We don't deserve it. We're saved. But in response to that, we want to act in a way that glorifies him and honors mm-hmm. him. So the gospel was very clear. And the last category you have there is gut check. Is there anything that feels a little bit off, but you aren't really sure why? And we use that for all kinds of things, podcasts, articles, books, resources. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things on here. So let's ask. Yeah. You know, I put down there was something slightly that seemed um, off is maybe not the right word. But if I reflect on it, it definitely had to do with my expectations for it. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, um, I like having a shape of the day. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is I like to know where I'm going. I like to know the direction the teacher's going to take me. 
and the scripture that we're going to be focused on. And it lacked a little bit of structure for my preference. Mm. So at first it seemed a little scattered and loose. I I wrote down very specific notes for timing of how long it took her to get to her first point. Um, <laughs> simply as a be, student, yeah, yeah. Well, because, because you're gonna, learning how to teach. I'm too, learning right? how to teach, and you too, have an right? assignment so coming out of this. That. Yeah. So yeah. like the first night, um, it was almost 15 minutes before scripture came up. It was an introduction, and she was almost giving an exhortation about just being a Christian. And, and encouraging us in our faith. But I'm like, where are we going, Beth? What's going to be next? <laughs> I wanted to know. So for me, that that just got my, um, my I don't know, my feelers up a little bit because I was mm-hmm. like, I want to know where we're going. <laughs> See, and I, I had a little bit of that idea, but it, before the conference even started, I didn't know what the topic or the theme was. Well, because she intentionally doesn't do that. She and, doesn't even let her team know what it is. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so why? it is interesting. I don't know why. But yeah, it's part of her philosophy, I think, that hmm. she wants a fresh word from God for every conference. Oh, like, interesting. So she never publishes it ahead of time. Uh-huh. It's always, yeah. and she never does the same talk twice. Oh, that's interesting. Or at least that's my understanding. So like, you couldn't buy a t-shirt with a theme on it? No. Oh, you could get one made. She had one made for Saturday. Yeah, but, but the next <laughs> yeah. Living Proof Live in wherever we'll Alabama is going to be different. And oh, we, we got these beautiful but, notebooks, and they say "Seek Him" on yeah, the front. So it's a generic. It could be anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We didn't but know the scripture me, that we were going to be learning. Yeah, about. and so that was a bit of a gut thing before I even went. Just thinking, like, well, where are we headed? Right. Same thing. But before before it even started, I just thought, well, what what am I going to be learning? Like, what do I need to be prepared for in my right. heart like which is a student thing right now it, it, maybe it is a like, student thing it's just our prerequisite reading yeah so did you guys totally. have worship time yeah we, we did. did and that was great actually really encouraging it's yeah. okay. so amazing to hear all these women praising yeah. god together in such an edifying way to god okay the end of the whole conference yeah. the worship team slipped away while people were praising and there wasn't even really a round of applause or any oh interesting any need or to, a final goodbye. Yeah, it was very glorifying to God and yeah. not this celebrity type kind of applause yeah. at the end. And so, I really like that throughout the time, Travis. He's often done that when I've seen him lead worship. Is that he'll just stop singing and he'll let everybody else continue mm-hmm. on. And it's like it doesn't. It's not me. I'm at the center of the show here. I'm right. leading yeah. you guys. But he'll often be quiet and just let the, the room. It was very authentic. And you get and, this idea, like, yeah. we are joining the heavenlies yeah. as we glorify God right now. So how many it's, women approximately? They said about 2,500. Yeah, like, I don't know, like the arena was half. The was full. Yeah, okay. which is 7,000, yeah. right, mm-hmm. I think, is, if mm-hmm. it's full. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, let's keep cruising. Yep. Took a little detour there. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> no, good. It's good, yeah. <laughs> Part three, if you're following along, is called Digging Deeper. And this is where um, Crystal and her team develop a page where you can list the scripture verses that are quoted and then look a little more deeply as to are they in context, what are they saying, what is scripture saying. So describe this for us a little bit. So um, just as we read anything or as we hear any quote, we just want to kind of take the moment to say, is that what the author meant when he actually wrote that initially? Is the person who's speaking on it saying the same thing as the author originally said. And so I know I've been caught with that before, where I've been all excited to teach on a certain verse. Mm-hmm. And like I have my talk kind of set, and then I read all the verses around it, and I'm like, oh, this verse isn't actually about that. It's about something totally different. Yeah. Because when you look at it in the whole argument, the author is making a certain argument that I was taking a whole different meaning mm-hmm. from it. Absolutely. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we can be teaching an idea that's actually true, 
But the scripture that we've chosen to teach from it might not be the right one because that scripture might actually be pointing in a different direction. Yeah. And so that, if anything about the conference that was a little bit um, just something for us to be aware of, I I thought that in this part, there was a few scripture verses where the teaching that was in the Bible about it wasn't really quite matching up to what she was saying it was meaning. Mm. She didn't teach anything that was untrue, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't maybe the right verse to pick. Right. Is how I would say it, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So her main, just to start off with, her main point was the fact that we should not be weak-willed women, and she took that from Second Timothy, chapter uh, three. three, chapter one mm-hmm. to seven, um, and talked about the fact that as women we need to have dignity and not be immodest, and went on a whole kind of picturing what that weak-willed woman looked like. But when you looked at what the weak-willed woman who's being admonished in Second Timothy is like, it's just somebody that doesn't know their Bible and so is getting sucked into false teaching. Mm -hmm. So it's a different picture of what a weak-willed woman is, right? Okay. So so that's just, I think what she said was totally true. And if you looked at the story of um, Abigail, which is in 1 Samuel 25, you would see a person who was the exact opposite to a weak-willed woman Mm -hmm. who stood up for herself with dignity and did all the things that Beth was encouraging us to do. And that might have been mm-hmm. a better passage to talk about right. in this setting, because that was exactly the story that she was trying to tell, that we should be mm-hmm. like an Abigail type of yeah. person. So I think it was just that the fact that the Second Timothy passage didn't quite match up to the meaning she was giving to it. Right. That was where I was trying to yeah, figure that out Yeah, and it almost seemed like bit. the whole theme of the conference, the grace and the grit, the making of a, what was it, the making of a something woman. But it seemed like almost that whole theme was built off of that Second mm-hmm. Timothy 3 verse. I had about 11 or 12 scriptures that were mentioned during the whole conference. And yeah. we didn't always have time to open our Bibles and follow along. A couple times I did. Mm-hmm. But I wrote them all down in my notes. And in this digging deeper part of the discernment grid, it's a chart. If you're not looking at it, imagine a chart with a column for the scripture verses that were quoted and then what the speaker said about those verses. And then you have an opportunity yourself to read the scripture verse in its context and see if it lines up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in general, everything lines up in terms of biblical truth and principles. She didn't mm-hmm. teach anything that was opposite to the Bible. But there were a few cases where um, we found that it wasn't the best use which is the point that Crystal just yeah, like made. I think there was two or three out of the 12. And mm-hmm. you know, the majority of the other ones would have been completely fine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what I liked about her is she said continually as she led these, as through this, check this, check the context. Yeah. Am I right mm-hmm. on here? Yeah. And so she was in, inviting us to do that. She wasn't saying I'm above critique or above reproach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think by us commenting on this, we're doing anything that you know, she wouldn't expect. No, right. she asked us to. To keep our yeah. brains on. Right? Yeah. And she, she was, said women are people who aren't just hearts, they're minds too. And so yes. she's, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so let yeah. me butt in a second here. Yeah. So if somebody would go to this conference, most of us would go just wanting an escape from home, just something different to do, be with friends, and maybe they wouldn't be writing down these kinds of scripture. What I'm hearing from the three of you is that we as women in these days, we really need to sharpen our game. Like yeah. We really mm-hmm. need to sharpen our discernment and we need to be having our brains plugged in mm-hmm. no matter what we're seeing or watching or doing. Because the Beth is somebody that we can endorse, but there are other people, other resources that this could lead us quite astray. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we've watched some. Um, as a women's leadership team, I brought yeah. our team through a couple really bad ones mm-hmm. last year where yes. it was women that were leading churches in the States and mm-hmm. they were saying horrible things 
using the Bible as a resource, like not horrible, but like they were completely misusing it and talking about things that were untrue. Yeah, it was so mm-hmm. bad that we kind of felt like, oh my goodness, lightning's going to strike. Yeah, like people were <laughs> yeah. feeling sick in the room because yeah. they were, she was using like scripture from the Tower of Babel as a positive thing for us to do and like just really twisting and warping scripture. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying Beth is doing that, but if we don't have our brains on, we can get twisted by these other people who are doing it. There are yeah. people who are doing that. Yeah. They have them. They might not even be aware of it, but they, they're they leading people astray from the gospel because they're saying a verse and saying it means this when it actually doesn't mean that. Yeah. And so. so part of the idea is you want your teachers to teach you well, but you, you can't be sure that they are if you just blindly go and attend things. And so this is a skill to learn and to develop. And so we apply it to Beth Moore. We apply it, Sarah and I, we took a hermeneutics class last semester and Jeff had us just watching video after video of false teachers. And we had to intentionally write down the scripture they said, write down what they thought it meant. And then we had to interact with that scripture. Some of them were not remotely close. They'd say, look up. And so some are very, very obvious. You're just like, "Mm, no, that's not what it means. But we do this. Like as a staff at Northview, we have a sermon review and we have teaching reviews. And so when I teach, when Crystal teaches and Sarah and Greg and Paul, we we have the opportunity to get reviewed and to be evaluated. And And we've we've been told sometimes, actually, what your application point is not in line with where the scripture is going. And we have to go and And learn from it. It's a a very humbling experience. (laughs) And yet it is so good for us to evaluate ourselves and then to evaluate other people and what they're teaching us, we have a responsibility for for what we learn and how we learn. And so this is a great exercise and, and a, yeah, a skill if, if to hone. If you went to this conference, you definitely went away with five points yes. that she was trying to communicate. And, and you would have a hard time doing these five things without knowing God's word. Oh, okay. Like what were the five points? Well, the very first one was um, this grit and grace kind of concept. Might in Christ takes grit and grace. Yeah, might in Christ takes grit and grace. <laughs> you guys can even say it. Oh, say it with a little... Oh. She has her twang, right? Four. Was there oh, a point I got four? point four, but oh. it didn't go on the board. Okay. So point two was muscle is built, it's not just birthed. <laughs> Which is, you know, talking about maturing in yeah. your faith. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Absolutely. Um, point They've three... They've got these books, just so you know. Yeah, and these Sarah's is full flowers. of notes. Yes. Lots they of are beautiful books, though. Uh, point three was grit hacks the path between God's promise and great reward. So it, it takes something on our part okay. to persevere yep. and endure to the end, right? Yeah. Yep. You got to keep fighting some of the same old battles. Uh, number four was nothing on earth can get grittier than grace. And that didn't come up on the screen, but she she said it oh, pretty I guess quickly. Oh, dependent on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's talking about God's strength will be made perfect in our weakness. And that was one point where I'm like, okay, but talk about what biblical strength looks like. Talk mm. about what biblical weakness looks like. Because mm. you could go away maybe interpreting that a couple different ways. So I would encourage you to then go back into your Bible and figure out what a strong strength, what that means, right? Mm-hmm. And then point five was, we'll forget all the grit at the grace of his face. And just at the end. That encouragement to that be encouragement. that good and faithful servant, yeah. Yeah. listening to waiting for God to say that to us and totally. knowing that it'll all be worth it. Yeah. So these are all yeah. like biblical, solid one-liners and motivations to keep on the good race and there were verses to support it i would have loved to dig into those verses a little bit more (laughs) just love hearing from these students (laughs) okay so we only have a couple minutes left let's go to part four responding give us your thoughts on 
uh, full endorsement, partial endorsement, or rejection, which is well, let's not just go to what that, we're doing. That part three, the digging deeper, the part, oh, okay, sorry, the part three B, just in terms of the doctrine, because oh, then okay. we, we ask yep. people to say like, have you heard them? Is the core doctrines of the Christian faith really being um, validated by this person? And I would say. In all the stuff that I've ever heard her say, I've never heard her contradict a core doctrine. Right. So I mm-hmm. don't think she's dangerous at all that right. way. Like I don't, she might use the wrong passage sometimes or a, a different passage that I would choose to, to talk about something, but she's never actually contradicted anything that would be core to the Christian faith. Okay. She might make a tell. mistake, which yeah. we all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just in the limelight a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the core beliefs of the Christian church. Yeah. I would she say would hold by. She uh-huh. holds by them and. Yeah. And would. Like even this idea of repentance yeah. will we'll actually fight for them. Yeah. Yeah. Support them wholeheartedly. Yeah. So then, yeah, going on to that reflections, then I would say, um, cause the reflections then is a summary is yeah. a summary of part one, part two and part three. So you kind of compile all Do you of mean those like page part four, the responding. Yeah. Responding. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And you have on here, one is full endorsement, two is partial endor- endorsement, and three is rejection. And I'm not hearing rejection at no. all. No, not at all. So what are your thoughts on full or partial endor- endorsement? Well, Both. I had done this part, and I actually circled partial endorsement along with a full endorsement. I would endorse her, but I would ask why they want to go to a Bethmore conference and what they expect to get out of it. Mm. And then maybe say, well, this is how I experienced it. And it's encouraging. It can be great to bring maybe somebody who's feeling kind of discouraged in their faith and needs a bit of a kickstart. Yeah. But you need to follow up. It's not a good just standalone, this will be your Bible study quota for the year. Like you need Mm -hmm. to get in God's word more than just this conference. Okay. Mm -hmm. What would you add, Crystal or Kendra? Well, I would say by looking at the parts like part one, her the identification of who is this, I'd say... Yep, check mark. All is good there. And then it's where part two, first impressions, I'd say, yep, there was, we had some of those gut checks, but nothing really obvious or nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's all right. We'll just keep those gut checks in our back yep. of our mind. And then for part three, A, digging deeper, just with the scriptures, I would say there's a little bit of a caution there. You just want to be aware. You want to have your Bible. You want to have your pen and take notes and have the time to go afterwards and, and reevaluate. So, because of that scripture application piece, I might say a partial endorsement. Go, learn, and think. Yeah. 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 And I think it's just a reminder to all of us, like you just, just go with your brains on and don't yeah. feel like that's a negative thing. Like don't, mm-hmm. we're not being critical by being evaluative. We're, we're taught to discern the spirits and, and get rid of what's bad and keep what's good, right? Yeah. That's what is yeah. part of our calling as Christian women, as Christian people. So. Yeah. I hope none of you listening to this think of us as being like a critical voice into this. We're just no. saying we're being evaluated all the time mm-hmm. and we're being held to a certain standard. And so we just want to evaluate other people mm-hmm. and um, yeah, know maybe what we, we can learn from them. Maybe we should move it to a one and a half. Like she's right <laughs> between full endorsement and partial endorsement, right? Yeah. Like she is a gifted speaker. She loves God. She loves so God's word. She's yeah. so funny. And she just engaging. Everyone like, laughing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she loves people and has a heart yeah. for... She's inspirational ins- to women in leadership yeah. and who want to learn how to teach their Bibles. And she displays a love for the word. She does. Which is contagious. And yeah. I just think that is so beautiful. Okay, Crystal, yeah. why don't you pray for us and for Beth even? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord, we thank you so much for just the way that you raise up different people in different times for different seasons. Lord, we thank you for uh, the legacy that... Um, 
different people who have gone before us have given, passed on to us a torch that they've um, passed on, the baton. We thank you, Lord, for people like Kay Arthur and Beth Moore and others, Lord, who have uh, really pioneered um, an excitement for women's ministry, um, a joy of being in your word, who are leading by example, um, by memorization of your scripture. And Lord, we I confess that I have a lot to learn from her in that, um, a lot of good determination that she shows in terms of being a good student of your word. So Lord, we just thank you for the ministry that she's had. We pray your protection upon her, on her family, on her marriage, uh, on her ministry, Lord, mm-hmm. that you would continue to use it for your purposes uh, and that nothing would get in the way of what you would have uh, in mind for her to do and for her to accomplish. Yeah. Pray for all of us, Lord, as we continue to be students of your word and teachers of your word. Lord, uh, it says in James that not many of us should um, should desire to be teachers because we know we will be held to a high account. And that is a sobering word for any of us mm-hmm. who want to teach mm-hmm. your word. And so, Lord, it's a reality that all of us live with if we are standing out in that public sphere, that you will hold us to account for how we use it. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just keep all of us um, desiring to know you better, desiring to learn how to teach better. Um, and being open to criticism and critique when it comes our way from our co-colleagues here at church and from other people in our congregation. Lord, may we always be willing to learn and be open to your spirit leading and guiding us. So Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for the ability to just talk through these things. And we just pray uh, that your spirit would be upon us as we continue to minister and upon Beth as she does too. Mm -hmm. So we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us.